And there are many other traditions that they observe. 
washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with divine hands? And he said to them, well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, now pause, Jesus pulled their cards Okay, like, when I read this, I was like, dude, like, he said, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? Immediately, immediately you see that Jesus is trying to see, get them to see something. He's trying to get them to understand something already. All right? He said, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it's written, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold the tradition of men. And he says to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. But Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, mother, whatever you would have gained from me is corporate, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father. Thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. Amen. This leads us to my first point. Any tradition or practice that causes you to relax or release the commands of God are not traditions and practices worth keeping. I'm going to say it one more time. Any tradition or practice that causes you to relax or release the commands of God are not traditions worth keeping. See, they were coming to Jesus, indicting him. We don't call the Pharisees the ops. Okay. The ops was coming all the way from Jerusalem to wherever Jesus was. And they came not in a spirit of seeking. They didn't come um, trying to understand. They came in the spirit of an accuser. Yeah. Who does that sound like? Come on. See, these are men that professionally pump, pump themselves up as people of God. They say they follow this and, and like Paul said, he was, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, right? He kept the law. These are men that keep the law and they, they, they have all the tassels and they know all the things. They know all 613 or so laws. But here they are sounding like the accuser. Wow. <laughs> See, what we have to understand when we look at this, because like y'all, like I said, like Jesus straight pulled their cars in. If I was them, I would have been like, no. Jesus, like, they just don't want them to be dirty. <laughs> like, wash your hands. You about to eat. Y'all been traveling. Like, you know, praying for people, laying hands on people. Rolling in a bowl. They sweaty, they nasty, they dirty. And so, when you look at it with that natural eye, you don't see that Jesus was after so much more than that. He was after the heart of the man. 
See, they spoke words, but behind those words, it was empty phrases. What is behind what you say? See, the Pharisees came and they kept these, uh, they kept these rigid laws, but then they added on laws. So you have the laws and the commands of God, right? That we talked about earlier briefly. You have these laws that the Lord set in place, okay? There, there was laws for ritual cleaning and all those things, absolutely. But then you have something called the oral law. And the oral law was the man-made laws, the, the, the laws by the elders that they set on top of the things that God had already said. Tightening a noose around these people's necks. Yeah. See, God never gave the law so that it could be a noose. He gave it to them so that they could be holy. He gave it to them so that they could be set apart unto him. Good. But the Pharisees came in the spirit of the accuser. They set a noose around their necks. They came to the one who made the law, who fulfilled the law, yeah. trying to tell him what it says. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? You ever go to somebody and you already know what the deal is? You shit the deal up? And they're like, no, that ain't what it is. He's like, I made it. <laughs> huh? I do that. I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the Pharisees came in fear. And we have to remember when we think about Jesus that he does not just see the outward appearance like man does. See, Jesus ain't like us. Because Jesus was 100% man, and he feels what we feel, what we, what we feel, sometimes we can forget that he's also completely other man. Yeah. He's 100% God. And so he doesn't see with the same lenses that we see, right? He sees to the heart. What that song say? You search much deeper within than the way things appear. Yeah. You're looking into my heart. Yeah. Heart is what he's after. Yeah. See, but Jesus wanted more than their man-made fear-based traditions. See, they added on out of fear. And that fear turns into pride. Because surely you know more than, than, than God. Surely you know more about these things than Him who created them. Surely you know more. And that's what they thought. We'll make them so that we can understand the law because it's too hard to understand. So we'll ask some stuff more. <laughs> Jesus was after more than their man-made fear-based traditions. He wanted to expose and acknowledge their own hypocrisy and ultimately reveal himself. Jesus' goal is always to reveal, to reveal himself, to reveal the Father. It's always his goal. But once again, they were allowing their unwritten human rules to keep them from the hard work. Now we live in a culture and a society filled with unwritten rules. We know this, right? We know this, right, y'all? Filled with laws and traditions that have been passed down from generation to generation. That's how a lot of stories were told. It's not all bad. That's how a lot of our 
stories. That's what people were told. They were handed down from generation to generation to generation. So it can be a beautiful thing when it's not converted. We have traditions and laws that have been passed down from culture to culture and sometimes from victim to victim. But it was hard. It was hard for the Pharisees to see. Just like it's hard for us sometimes to see past what we think is right and good and hold on to what God says is right and good. What is he saying? For there is no one else right and good but God himself. Now by acknowledging what they saw as good, they completely negated and released God's commands. What do we see Jesus saying? You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of man. You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. You reject what God says and establish. You stand firm on what you have said. Father, forgive us. Father, forgive us. See, every single one of us, every single one of us in this world has little unwritten rules, little unwritten things that we have lived by for our lives, right? And maybe it's something that your parents always used to say. Maybe it's a portrayal of yourself on TikTok. I ain't got TikTok, y'all. I can't do it. Okay? I can't do it. Every social media I have, my brother made it for me. He's like, sis, show it to the 21st century. Come on. Come on, guys. But maybe it's an image you're trying to portray on TikTok or a small compromise you've made in your friend group. When you really look, it's there. It's there. And those little things we hold on to more than we hold on to the truth of God eventually pull us away from Him. Now, I have a few cultural, uh, cultural upward rules here. Let's see if I, if y'all can guess them. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Everybody ready? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, as a kid, if you went outside, you were playing all day. You can't go back in, right? Because you didn't choose the inside or outside. Which one you gonna do? You drink it from the water bottles and play it in the fire hydrant. What a time. Yeah. It was so funny. But when the street lights came on, you better what? Yeah. Hey! Unwritten <laughs> rule that's been passed down. Fights have been started by people not giving other people 
in the same shooter round, if you miss the shot, you better get your what? Your layup. That's right. That's right. Um, my, my, my lighter skinned brothers and sisters, um, I have been uh, informed and reprimanded by our very own Megan Bishop because of the way I made one the movie. Because white people love all the cows. We And so I get my stuff, I get my guacamole out, I get my noodles out, and I call Meg and she makes great guacamole and I say, hey Meg, like what should I put in this? And she's like, oh, what you got? What you got? I said, you know, I got a little garlic powder, I put a little lemon pepper in there, some onions. Um, he came in and I watched him come in and he sat a couple of pews behind me 
and he had an hat on. He was engaging in the sermon, he was engaging until an usher came and said, hey, bro, you gotta take your hat off. He was like, his hair was kind of messed up, so he like, I don't want to take my hat off. Please, I don't, I don't want to take my hat off. And he said, take your hat off. Take it off. This is a man in need of God coming into the place where he can be loved, where he should be able to be seen and heard and known. But he came in, and the first thing out of this man's mouth to him was, take your hat off. And when he refused, he said, well, you need to leave. And I never saw him again. Man-made traditions. And we miss what God is really after. Jesus, help us. So last night I was praying and I felt like, man, this is, I think I got it, but I still feel like there's, there's something missing here. I prayed and I asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, what is it? Like, reveal it to me. And then I started hearing stuff and I was just sitting there and he was like, we're going to And the missing piece was a bit of my testimony. Take a moment and make this personal to you. See, the Pharisees hit them was the mixture of piety with the absence of heart. But maybe yours is lust. Maybe it's finding ways to skirt around what God says about the way we should treat our bodies. That was my story. Y'all got a picture for me. That was my story. A girl desperate to be seen. Desperate to be known. You can go to the next one. Opened up. A girl desperate to be seen, desperate to be known, opened up to sexual brokenness at a young age, and now desperate to be loved. A girl confused in identity, wanting attention so badly that she would crave it from any boy who would, who would give it. A girl perplexed by the girls that would give it as well. A girl allowing boys to use her body for fun without breaking the law of no fornication before marriage. Skirting around. Writing songs of heartfelt devotion to God while sharing our hearts with one who was unworthy of it. What is your story? See, a tradition is a practice. And whatever you practice, you perfect. Mm. It's something that you do over and over again. My tradition was one of insecurity and unworthiness. Had not received what Christ has said about me because of what happened to me. So I'd rather receive my own version of the story, even though Jesus says, I made you. See, the Pharisees practiced hypocrisy. What are you practicing? And what does that say about your heart? Hush. 
Because that is what Christ is after. Family, he's after your heart. He's after your heart. This brings me to our second point. Lips of praise mean nothing to God when your heart before him is trash. A dumpster fire. Lips of praise mean nothing to God when your heart before him is trash. He does not care about how well we sing or how well we play or how well we do things. He does not care about how great we preach. He does not care about that. If your heart is not pure before him, that's what he sees. Young people, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. It's not all about what you see. You are never too young to make God Lord, to make Christ Lord over your life. Lord, where the things that He thinks and the things that He says is what goes. And what He says about you is what means. He does not care about that. He don't care about these trivial things that we care about. His question is, what does your heart say? Where is your heart? Verse 6, And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy through hypocrites, as it is written, His people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Outside, listening and clean. Inside, dead. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 23, verse 27 and 28. He said, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. That's his favorite word right now. No, it's okay. Play actors. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, all full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. So they were coming to the disciples and to Jesus, declaring them unclean. When God is saying, Jesus is saying, no, you are unclean. You are the one that's unclean because your heart is far from me. I'm deemed unclean because my heart is far. Question What does that heart do? What does your heart look like before God? Because from it flows the issues of life. So, family, as I begin to close, how do we acknowledge the practices that have kept our true hearts absent of presence? I think there are two ways that we can do this better. Number one, we can ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to search our hearts for the practices that keep us separate from Him. The lip service that we give Him, the traditions or the beliefs that we have held on to, that our hearts have drifted away. Ask. 
who are searching the heart. Psalm 139 says, search my heart and try my anxious thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Ask him to search. And then number two, once he reveals these things to you, confess, repent, and release. Confess, repent, and release. To repent means to literally turn away and walk in another direction. You're turning your back, turning your back yeah. on those things that you once believed. Turning your back on the things that you have dabbled in. Turning your back on it and saying, Jesus, I want you. Jesus, it is your heart that I want. Jesus, it's you. You ask, what do I desire? I desire you. You told me to seek your face. Lord, I say it's your face. I will seek. I had to turn my back on lust. I had to turn my back on insecurity. I had to turn my back on unworthiness that we seek. Christ has said about me. Yeah. 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 And on the other side of that, we get to see him yeah. clearly. Yeah. And when we see him, you see who you truly are. You cannot know people you cannot know who you are absent of the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. I'm just trying to do me. I'm just trying to do me. You can't do you. You don't even know you. That's right. Come on. <laughs> you don't even know you. The one that needs you is the one that knows you. Yeah. The one that formed you and shaped you in your parents' womb. Your mother's womb is the one that knows you. The one that called you out of darkness. The one that called me out of darkness is the one that knows you. Don't be like the Pharisees who had opportunity after opportunity to know him intimately, to see him for who he really was, and they missed it. They missed it. Don't miss him. Scripture says, Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. I knock. I knock. Forget what they said. Forget what they called you. Forget what you have held on to release it. Hold on to what I have said. Hold on to my That is how you walk out hypocrisy. And into a life full of presence. 
will come of a heart that's distant from us. He's never distant from us, it's us. You walk away from a heart that's distant and you become an intimate one. Yeah. Where his presence is all that you want. It's where you feel. And you know that you were created for one thing. That is to worship him. Yeah. To know and be known by him. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for each and every mind, every heart, under the sound of my voice. That as you are moving on hearts right now, Holy Spirit, that there will be no resistance. That as we take these, this time to examine ourselves, that we know that no matter what the monk is there, you are willing to snatch us out of it. That we would not forsake what you have said to hold on to our man-made practices and traditions. Oh, Lord. Will you open our eyes? Will you open our eyes to see? Will you break our hearts? And open our hearts to know you, to truly know you. Father, be glorified as you reveal, as we confess, as we repent, and as we release. Be glorified. Thank you for listening to the Detroit Church Podcast. We'd love you to subscribe, like, and rate. And if you're not already, you can follow us on social media by searching for Detroit Church.